episode 168, Top 10 Marvel Characters. Welcome, time travelers, to another episode of the comic book Time Machine. I'm Matt Anderson, and I'm just about to be joined by Daniel Butcher. Actually, it's a conversation we recorded already, but uh, it's a good one. It's a follow-up to last episode, episode 167. We just talked about top 10 DC characters, and in today's episode, it's going to be top 10 Marvel characters. We actually recorded these episodes back-to-back during the same sitting, so we'll just be continuing right from where we left off. So without further ado... Here we go. It's Matt and Daniel from the past, but now you're present. All right, listeners, we're back. We're back for another top 10. You just heard our DC top 10 on the previous episode. Oh, I just realized I never gave my runners up uh, for DC. I'll just quickly state them here. I was considering Anti-Monitor as a, a great villain. I was considering Superboy Prime as a great villain. And then, like we mentioned, Booster Gold. I like him, too. Who did you have as runners-up from last episode? Again, I mentioned it, Batman, Aquaman, Manhunter. Yeah, you got it. All right. Uh, let's just dive in, Daniel. Number 10. Who do you, who's your 10th favorite as of today? And just like we mentioned in the last episode, this could change. This is in flux. As of right now, May 14th, 2021, this is who we're choosing. But it's up in I, the air. I'm going to give this one number 10 because it was the last one I wrote down. All right. Wedge Antilles. <laughs> So you're just taking Star Wars comics, which are branded under Marvel, and, ch- and choosing okay, them. Okay, but l- let's be really, really clear about this. The Wedge Antilles that I'm thinking about was actually under Dark Horse, and now is only Marvel oh, thanks goodness. to Legends, and Epic Collection. All right, let's hear it. Why Wedge? Uh, again, he's not Luke Skywalker. He's not Han Solo. He took down two Death Stars. He's a great leader. He's supportive. He's a mentor. He and... Re- Rogue Squadron is truly a family because of Wedge Antilles. <laughs> but that's a, this is a Star Wars list now. Man, you have a, it's I'm, Marvel. I can go pull it off the all shelf. All right, Matt. all right, all right, all right. All right. It, it originally published as Dark Horse, but all right, we are doing comic comic book characters, so I, I guess that's true. Even though I have been influenced by other media. All right, my number ten is similar to when you stated Amanda Waller. She was sort of a representative for you of other characters. Also, I love the Fantastic Four. Not I don't like every run that I've read, but as a whole, I enjoy them. Reed Richards is my pick for number 10. Mr. Fantastic representing the Fantastic Four as a family. I, no. I, I like his genius. I like uh, how... Uh, I, I really like the Council of Reed story that, that Hickman did. I mean, I think I really started to like Reed and the Fantastic Four during Hickman's run. And since then, there's been other great things I've seen. So I like that he's I a part of the... Might, I think you might find some overlap when we get to my list. I think uh, I like that Reed's a part of the Illuminati. So I'll stop there, but uh, I like this character. Number nine. All right. As I told you earlier, I go across the entire scope of media. Oh, boy. So Marvel Cinematic Universe, Howard Stark. Okay. You like that specific version? Because... Yes, because he is Walt Disney. Okay. Yeah, I do like that. I like that pick in general, but I like also Howard Stark in the comics. Like when you see things like in the, the again, Hickman's Shield. But book. that's, I get it. Again, again, I get it. But I don't feel like um, that Howard Stark is as well defined for me. The fact that he's Walt Disney, so I carry all that Walt Disney mm-hmm. da- baggage with me. But we also know when he was a younger boy, thanks to things like Agent Carter, 
uh, he was a bad boy. And Walt Disney really, maybe, maybe Walt Disney was more of a bad boy than I thought he was. That's what I find myself asking myself. <laughs> like you'd like a sort of uh, unofficial autobiography on what was Walt actually like? Yeah. Now the thing is, is when Walt was like 20, he didn't have the sort of money that Howard did. So he wasn't that much of a bad boy. So, so your first two and picks. Kansas City and, 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 and Young happened in Hollywood were definitely not the same places. Uh, so. so your first two picks were one Star Wars character and Walt Disney. <laughs> but I do like, I like the deep cuts, just like you said. All right, let's go on for mine. Number nine. Uh, I don't know. Is this, this is probably the number two greatest villain for the Fantastic Four, Galactus. I'm interested. I'm actually intrigued that he's the lone survivor of the previous universe. He's come over. He's a force of nature in the 616. Uh, I liked um, Al Ewing's run on, it was called The Ultimates, and Galactus actually became a hero for a short time. Uh, lots to like about Galactus. He's the life giver. He was a life, the life giver for a little while. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that was great. So I think he's in, back. In, in 616. Yeah. In mainstream, he was the life giver. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I, uh, he's is he back to normal now? Back to I think he's back, back to normal. villainous. He's eating stuff again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my pick, Galactus. What's your number eight? So uh, since you went with a villain, I'm going to go with a villain. And I put a lot of thought into this one. Uh, originally, I'd put a non-villain into this hole, but I'm going to go with Isaac Newton. <laughs> I do like this pick. I was considering. I pick- mean, he. Anyone who's read Hickman's Shield knows that Sir Isaac Newton is probably one of the most terrifying villains in the Marvel Universe. He is a nightmare. He seems to be like forever dying, not undying. Uh, He's really good at math. He's a master manipulator and schemer that would make Amanda Waller just. Just again, she's probably would like, hey, you want to switch numbers? We can have a little confab, talk about how to manipulate everybody. Isaac Newton is terrifying. Yes. Now, I don't remember how his story concludes. I've read all of Hickman's S.H.I.E.L.D. run. It was, I think it was only 12 or 14 issues or something. But is this a character who you could see popping up in present-day Marvel? I can't remember if he's dead. I mean, I have to pull off the, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. comic from behind me yeah. to remember. But, spoilers, Michelangelo might have gotten him. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, because I have seen um, uh, Da Vinci. Da Vinci it has made it to present-day. Yeah, well, Da Vinci definitely had, and they've probably, in my mind, underutilized Da Vinci because oh, yeah. he was like in She-Hulk, like Red She-Hulk. Oh, I saw him in. Uh, he was in Miles Morales Spider-Man for a while in Six One Six. I need more Da Vinci. Uh, I had considered uh, Nicholas Tesla at this point, mm-hmm. but again, uh, Nicholas, he's a little bit who also shows up in other comics. Um, but again, as I thought through that run, to me, one of the most character striking things out of it was Isaac Newton. Yeah, I love and, that. I love that I pick. Mean, I've considered, you know, Sir Isaac Newton as a character and evaluated him against other villains when I read them because again, he is he is terrifying and he will kill you, Matt. You know, I was just thinking as not the, just with math. <laughs> as listeners are hearing us talk about this uh Jonathan Hickman uh book called Shield, it's not what you think, it's not Agents of Shield. Well, sort of, it's Agents of Shield, but it's a uh, different version of that but this is probably my biggest recommendation of anything we're going to talk about on this list today it's short so it'll be if you haven't checked out before it'll be easy for you to to read the whole thing and it's it's not like any other superhero book you've probably read before i'm thinking i have a mistake because i one of my copies is a soft cover and one's a hard cover so that's that's on me but 
I have the double hardcover on that one. Maybe I need to sell off mine and get new ones. So. All right, let's see. Uh, so my number eight is another villain, another Fantastic Four villain, although he does uh, cross the threshold into maybe being an Avengers villain and other characters. Doctor Doom. Very nice. Very, I mean, I've, I've, know, I feel like this is, is he widely believed to be the greatest villain in the MC or in the 616? I don't know. My my next answer could be somebody who goes up against him on that one. So as a whole, I think he, he's probably the best villain, although he's not my favorite villain. Doctor Doom I, is great. Some may argue Red Skull. Some yeah. might argue Norman Osborn. Yeah, Norman Osborn. You know what I like though? I I think I like Doom as a hero. For example, they had the the recent infamous Iron Man run where Tony Stark was out as Iron Man, uh, Victor Von Doom was in as Iron Man, and I love that run. Um, I get it. I understand it. I like it, but at the same time, I don't think you can sustain that forever just because he is Doom, and Doom is so narcissistic and self assured he has to be villainous. Like I think he was. Was he with the Avengers for a short time as Iron Man? There's a, I believe he was. That's pretty so. awesome. All right, so that's my pick, Doctor Doom. All right, what do you got for number okay, seven? I'm going to go with a villain who may almost contend with Doctor Doom okay. as being the most interesting, the most dynamic, the most narcissistic Marvel villain, Boomerang. <laughs> this, is, this one is recency bias. No. What recency bias? I haven't read Sinister. Oh yeah, I, I guess I was Superior thinking. Yeah. Well, it was for the longest time. Yeah. Superior foes of Spider Man is where he got good, yeah, but he's he current. He's in the Spencer's, Spencer's current run. Yeah, Spencer, right at the moment, I do not enjoy his Amazing Spider Man run, which is disappointing as as can be because Sinister foes is fantastic, and I do love. I do find a lot of hope of potential in the interactions between roommates spider-man and boomerang yeah. uh hanging out I, I again going to the bar with no name and doing spider-man trivia night yeah. i mean those are the moments i want the rest of this i don't i don't i don't see what spencer's doing here i i hear i totally hear you so just in case listeners don't know nick spencer did a run called superior foes of spider-man maybe five or more years ago that was great he currently is writing the official amazing spider-man title boomerang is a main character in that run and it's not good Totally agree with everything you're saying. So yeah, you think he's I, again, the greatest villain? You and Ben, I've said this to you and Ben. My biggest disappointments right at the moment: Spencer Spider-Man run, Jason Aaron and Avengers run. Oh wow, they're, they're two biggest titles, probably. Yeah, and I'm getting nothing out of the Jason Aaron Avengers run. And as you know, I love Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder why. I I feel exactly the same on Spider-Man and slightly the same on Avengers. I, it's not as good as I'd want it to be, but there's some good things in in his run. But I I do hear what you're saying. All right, I'm gonna go on to number seven. Uh, you'll notice a lot of Spider-Man characters popping up going forward on this list, and the first one I'll mention tonight is Miles Morales, the the most recent Spider-Man. I think uh, you know my, um, Brian Michael Bendis created this character for the Ultimate Universe. He came over to the Six One Six. I think he's great. And what you're shaking your head, you don't like Miles Morales. Well, I, I think knowing the list that you've got coming up, you've probably put Kane too high. Then, if if you've got Miles here, <laughs> Kane's too high. <laughs> just wait; you'll have to wait and see. So, uh, yeah, let's. I'm just uh, not. I'm actually adding Kane to my runners up. I love. I love Kane. I don't have him on my list. All right, so go ahead. What do you got for number six? I'm going to keep going with the villain run. I mean, he's about to be a major streaming star, Modok. Mm-hmm. Now you've heard, I mean, 
tell where you first started liking Modoc. So what I, what I really, really love about Modoc, and I had someone look at me really, really strange recently, was the Secret Avengers run. Yes. The second, the second run. Uh, this was again, Spencer that, too, right? What was that? Was this Spencer also or not? Uh, I believe it is Spencer. And then Alex there's something. A certain, there's a certain, as we would say in Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a certain unsaid thing between Modoc and Maria Hill mm-hmm. that just, it, 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 I think we can all understand what's going on there. And the mutual admiration and perhaps feelings that of crushes that could go further places is they just, you know, they feel about each other that they're just the same sort of creepy and the same sort of murderous. Um, and again, it's just it's delightful and it's engaging. And every time I see Modoc is in something now, I get a little bit excited. Yeah, and that Hulu show starts next week, I think. It does. We'll and yes, I will be watching it. We'll have to text about it, and you let me know what you think. All right, I'm going to move on to my number six, another villain. Although, the thing I like the most about this character is when he was sort of a hero, maybe an anti-hero. I'm talking about Otto Octavius, mostly known as Dr. Octopus. But for me, I'm just in love with the Superior Spider-Man run. You are. You are. Did you like that Superior Spider-Man run as much as me? I, I not as. Does anyone love it as much as you? <laughs> I mean, again, I liked it a lot better than the Spencer run. For having yeah, sake. no kidding. I mean, if so, I mean, don't make me start that rant again. If I'm naming top five storylines of Spider-Man all time, and this is obviously on that list for me. I love so uh, Otto. When you he, he when you th- think about how much slot had wrote is had written of Spider-Man, I think he was pointing out he's the most prolific Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. If you take all of his arcs, the yeah. Superior Spider-Man arc is clearly the most important. Yeah, man. So Otto, in a villainous way, takes over Peter Parker's body. They, he swaps minds with him. But then once he gets into Peter Parker's body, he doesn't. He ends up not... Something about uh, Peter's goodness infects him. And, and Otto decides, I'm going to be a better Spider-Man than Peter Parker was. And then he goes on to become Spider-Man for years. And he does some good things. He, in his own funny it makes relationships kind of villainous way yeah he be- discovers that he can be better be- better than he thinks he is i still love how he's so super protective of aunt may which you yes. know goes back to the engagement and stuff uh, but again there's a lot there yeah and after that concluded he still tried to be a hero as a different character called the superior octopus that didn't i, I don't think that name is great so maybe that's where things went wrong the costume design was cool um and then he eventually becomes, even though Peter Parker's back, he eventually becomes Superior Spider-Man again, working over in California. That run was okay. Uh, but I'm hearing he's coming back as the official Dr. Octopus this year, like in the next few months. Is he going to have his old body, or is he going to continue to be the svelte and athletic? Yeah, the picture I saw, he looked like classic Dr. Octopus. So. Yeah. All right, so that's my number six. I, I love that one. That could be higher. I love it. Number five for you. All right, because... I want to make sure that my top four get rated appropriately. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with a member of the X-Men family because they've not been represented in this list at no. all. No. So I'm going to go with the mutant known as Forget-Me-Not. I don't know this one. <laughs> How do you not know Forget-Me-Not? Did you forget about him? Yes, I'm going to quickly look up Forget-Me-Not. You should put Marvel, okay. no spaces, and Forget-Me-Not. All right, I got it. So forget me not, mutant power is everyone forgets him. 
Wow. Well, it worked on me. He's a, he's a, he is an, he is a member of the X-Men team that the X-Men do not know about. The only person who can remember that forget me not exists is Dr. Xavier. Who's put a mental block in his brain to not forget, forget me not. So his only power is that he is forgotten. Yeah, the moment you turn, you forget him. You forget so he what exists. Does he, what does he add to the team? Well, security, because, I mean, he, he often walks around the mansion and makes sure everything's nice and secure. He's obviously a stealth operative, so stealthy that the team often forgets he's there. I've never, uh, ever I mean, heard X-Factor of this character. I mean, attempted to kill him. I, I want to know if he's on Krakoa. Yeah, I've never heard of this character. Did someone forget to resurrect him? Did I- did Professor X remember that he needed to resurrect from Forget Me Not? Again, you can laugh, Matt, but how interesting of a story concept yeah. is it? You're a person, you're part of a team, and they have no idea who you are because the moment they turn around after you've reintroduced themselves yourselves, they forget who you are again. That would be sad. There's an entire history of the X-Men in which Forget Me Not is in the room doing things. Yeah. And again, they forgot it. They should give him his own title where they go back and show previous classic issues of X-Men, insert him in there and show what he was doing to help along the way. Anytime that there was anything that it's like, how did that happen? Like, uh, just say it was forget me not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So wh- where did you come? And so what part did- of this is again, Matt, you just you do not make interesting lists sometimes. I often think about the fact I mean, this is an interesting story concept yes, to consider. It is. Even though it's only been in like 10 issues. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. I've never read anything with this character. Where did you first come across this character? Which run? I might have hit him and hit the X Factor run the X first Factor. time that I saw okay. him. Wow, I'm going to look into this character. I think th- lots of potential there. Oh, don't worry. There's not a lot there. <laughs> and if you do, you're just going to forget it anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. That's a great one. All right, my next one, when we talk about recency bias, this this could very well be that. Uh, but the character I'm about to name, Stan Lee himself has named as his favorite Marvel character that he created. Do you know who this is? Is this going to be Spider-Man? It's going to be Silver Surfer. Oh, uh, so I guess. Th- yeah, so this is Stan Lee's favorite character he created. Uh, but I'm all in on the Dan Slott, Mike Allred um, run that happened back maybe five years ago. It's one of my favorite things I've ever read in comics. Silver Surfer. But, I mean, he has a great history with Fantastic Four and Marvel Cosmic in general, but that specific run I love. Where do you land on Silver Surfer? I'm fine with him. You know, some of the runs are great. Some of the runs are just a little one step short of Warlock for me as far as how thinky-thinky we have to get. Mm-hmm. So. That might be what I like because I'm just going to spoil right now and say my number four is Adam Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I let me just talk about it and then I'll let you go to your number four. I, I never read too much with this character until recent years. He appeared in some modern comics, so I decided to go back and read uh, like the master what are they called masterworks on this character. So I'm I'm reading his very first appearances, and I love that stuff. I, I don't know what about the, him and the Marvel Cosmic. I mean, there are some uh, religious elements maybe that are interesting. I like the Marvel Cosmic in general. Um, who who is the writer on that? Why is that slipping my mind? Are you thinking Starlin. primarily Jim Starlin? Yeah, Jim Starlin. I, I think I might like his writing a lot. I'm about to check out, and I haven't read it yet. But it's uh, Adam Warlock and the Infinity Watch, where they're guarding the Infinity Stones. So my issue is, and again, this could be a recency bias. The most recent Adam Warlock stuff that I've really read 
is the Jim Starlin, like, Thanos original graphic novels mm-hmm. things. I'm not caught up on those. And Isn't I, that weird? Let, let's be honest. Jim Starlin, he's earned the right to do this. Yeah. He's just writing whatever he wants to write yeah. in those. He's just writing a story for him mm-hmm. because he didn't care. Mm-hmm. He didn't care if Marvel's net. He's just creatively trying to tell a story. And Jim Starlin is a pretty interesting guy in what he must think because of the things that he thinks through. And comes up with, and I'll be honest, maybe it's just a little too much for me. Really? See, I'm not actually caught up on those. I've read his the early Starlin stuff, but not the recent stuff. I'll, I'll get caught up. All right, so I took your number four. What's your number four? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and do a Cosmic one, too. Oh, good. Cosmo. I mean, that's a great choice. I mean, okay. Everybody's like, why Cosmo? And let's just pause for a minute. He's a dog. Yep. In a spacesuit. Russian. Uh, who is telepathically communicating to everyone else in a Russian accent. Again, (laughs) he's telepathically talking to you, but there's still a Russian accent. Mm -hmm. And he's in charge. Man. You know, I really love your, I love your list. You started out with the star Wars one. I was like, okay, where is this going to go? But you're doing a great list. Yeah. Again, Cosmo. And I do have a Funko pop of Cosmo. I remember I was actually watching for it for you, but then you got it. All right, go ahead and take your number three now since I jumped ahead and did two in a row. Okay, so number three, again, I'm all over media. I chose a character who is across multiple platforms and I think is really, really important for me and the excitement that I have. I went with Hydra Bob. I know this character. I know this character's from Deadpool. Yeah, the that's movie, all I know. He's even in the movie. I squeed a little bit. I was so excited. I was like, it's Bob! I don't know very, very much. I haven't read too much Deadpool, so tell me about Hydra Bob. So here's the most important thing to know about Hydra Bob. He works for Hydra. Yep. His name is Bob. He's not dead. He's he's a green-suited foot soldier in Hydra, and yet all those guys all seem to die all the time, but it, maybe it's because Deadpool's his friend and sometimes stops people from killing him. But Hydra Bob is still alive and kicking, and every time he shows up, even if it's just for a second, I'm like, there's a special friendship right there. It might be the uh, Gwenpool effect. Now, Gwenpool is one of my runners-up. She's not on my actual list, but this is a character who knows she's in a comic book, and so she tries to be a part of the action so that she's noticed and doesn't die. So you're right, Hydra Bob might be living because he's friends with Deadpool. It it honestly could be. That's the only reason he can continue to exist when Hydra Kevin is totally getting shot in the head. Yeah, that's sad. It's just sad. All right. Well, I'm going to do a a 180 from Hydra Bob. I'm going to who I believe is the most noble character in all of Marvel. It's Steve Rogers, Captain America. Uh, Sure, it's a traditional choice, but how can you not love Captain America? Your, Your choices are so traditional, Matt. I feel like, again, like last night you sat down and you just set, you made a list of like, who's the most, the biggest DC character, Marvel characters. <laughs> no, well, not Adam Warlock, not Superior Spider-Man. Again. Uh, let me just you say. Got, you got, you got Hydra Bob on your list, man. I love your list. Uh, let me say about, I, I've always loved noble characters. This is the reason I like Superman and Captain America. I, I think I like Captain America, though. This might be a little bit weird. I like him in the movies more than I like him in the comic books. I do like him in the comic books, but in the movies, he's just the best Avenger. Uh, In the comic books, I like him as part of a team. I don't always like his solo title. Where do you land on that? Uh, 
Yeah, the thing is, is you, a character like this has got so many different runs. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say exactly which run is going to be for you. Um, so some runs, yes. Some runs, no. I mean, like the like the whole like Return of the Winter Soldier run, mm-hmm. for example, is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that I'm trying to remember. Is it is it Brew? It was Brewbreaker. The Brewbreaker run is like honestly one of the most fantastic, brilliant things you're going to read. Um, especially when you look at like some of his deep Marvel history cuts that he puts into that. Again, I, I'm going to argue Superman, Batman, um, all these big characters that have had so many runs. It's sometimes hard to evaluate whether or not you like the comic or not, because it could be you just like um, a certain run. And that's the run that really sticks out. So, for example, I, I know that we've talked in our little group, like some people really, really like Tom King, Batman, and some people can't stand it. I love it. What did you think? I, I'm a big fan of what happened there. Yeah. Uh, and and again, I understand that, you know, he's doing a literary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some people really, really like Scott Snyder Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll argue I like about maybe a third of the Scott Snyder Batman as being like the one of the best runs. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like Chuck Dixon Batman. OK, raise his hand. I mean, because that was some of the Batman that I grew up on. A character like Steve Rogers, you're going to like some of it. Or you're not going to like some of it. There's just so much of it. Yeah, that's good. I agree. All right, number two for you. Wow. This was hard for me, and whether or not I was going to put him in the right place. I thought about Dum Dum Dugan. Okay. I thought about Latina Aguera de Fontaine as recently starring on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm hmm. Um, seriously, she's got to be in Secret War, and we need to see a date between her and Nick Fury. Secret Invasion, you mean? Yeah, Secret Invasion. Invasion. But in the end, I did make a very, very contention, uh, a conventional choice, and I chose the Watcher, Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, so you're looking... Uh, see, yeah, currently, Nick Fury is not an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's currently up on the moon as the new Watcher. The what yes. they call him the man on the wall is that him? The man, on, well, he's not the man on the wall. I mean, technically, Bucky's the man on the wall right now, okay. though they they kind of ended that with by not talking about it every again ever again because comics. Um, but you know, they had to get rid of old man Nick Fury. I like old man Nick Fury. He's the James Bond type Nick Fury. Um, it's the one that I enjoy. They had to put him out out away because he's no longer on movie model mm-hmm. um, because he is way too old and um, does not look like Samuel L. Jackson. Um, and they definitely want young Nick Fury to be the Nick Fury in the Marvel, uh, Marvel 616 right now, because that helps. I was going to say sell comics, but it really doesn't. Cause it's not like he's ever featured in anything. Where is young um, Nick Fury right now? Is he in any books? He, he pops up. Okay. You know, he's do, still doing shieldy secret things. I can't remember if she, the, the the current state of Shield at any one time is is either formed or not formed, and mm-hmm. I I can't even remember if Shield's officially formed right at the moment. Mm-hmm. But he's still the show. I know he was in the uh, the Miles Morales title for a while. Okay, um, doing Shieldy secret agenty things. Um, but I really like the crusty John Wayne, James Bond combo. Takes no poops, crude. 
Amanda Waller like Nick Fury. Wow, so some overlap there. Yeah, again, I, I I would say that one of my big overlaps on this was Spies. Okay, yeah. And mine was and again, Spider Family and Batman. It could be because family. I watched Without Remorse last night, which is not as good as it should be. Really? So. I, I want to watch that one. Uh, I'll check it out it, soon. It's a, little, it's a little slow. Okay. Okay, and your number two was? Yeah, so my number two is Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I don't think, no, no surprise there. Everybody knows I love him. Number two, not number one. Well, you can probably oh, figure out who number oh, one is. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I see yeah, it. Yeah. I see it. I see it. Yeah, so I see the trend. It's a, it might be a little bit of a cheat, but I, I don't know. What more can I say? Everybody knows I love Spider-Man. Uh, I, I basically read it, uh, not as much as I can, but uh, uh, quite a bit of, I've read a lot of his history. Not enjoying the modern stuff, but there's different runs and different writers, and it'll be good again, so no big deal. I think well, here's one thing I don't like. More and more people are writing him not just as a great hero, but also as sort of like the annoying friend of the Avengers and stuff. I don't like when it feels like the heroes around him don't respect him because it's fine if he tells jokes and he kind of bugs them a little bit, but I want them to respect him. And I feel like we're at a point in Marvel history where the way they write him is people look down on him, like don't really want him around. And that's not really who he should be, I would say. Not what, not what you're looking for, my friend. Exactly. I, I want. I'm fine if he tells dumb jokes and people kind of think that's dumb, but I'm not fine when they don't want him around and like actively dislike him. Number one. Ooh. You want? Uh, you want to? You want to take a guess, or do you want me to give you who didn't make the list first? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's. Uh, th- I love that. So you do your runners up. I'll do my runners up, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so um, my people who didn't make the list, um, Wolverine. Okay. Because I'm going to be honest, it's so easy um, to just grab that one. So it's interesting, whereas you, I do really like your list because it's different, and I I can acknowledge that my list is probably honest, but traditional. Like Wolverine would have been a traditional choice for you, but you're trying to avoid tradition. Well, and again, I I really sought out like let's try to find, um, let's find connections to some of the heroes that I like versus just yeah going for the conventional low hanging fruit. I hear you because sometimes I mean like my number one helps def- for DC help define what I liked in many mm-hmm. ways about the Ostrander and Yale Manhunter run versus just saying Manhunter. So, so I actually had to think, Matt. So, who else didn't make the list? A Deadpool. Oh, really? Wow. I, I mean, I, well, because it, the things that I love about Deadpool is defined by Hydra Bob. I love the relationships. I love the the brokenness. So, Cheese didn't make the list. I don't know Cheese is. You don't know who Cheese is? Uh-uh. Philip J. Colson. You don't know Cheese? Oh, you call him Cheese. Well, I mean, that's how it originally started okay. in the comics was Cheese. Okay. After after the movies, they put in F. Coulson, good old Cheese. But, but they've done so many weird and stupid things with Coulson that I don't even know what Coulson is anymore versus in the comics. Versus, I think there's been about three different versions of Coulson in the comics. I'm getting ready, as you know, to read the Jason Aaron Heroes mm-hmm. Reborn, which features Coulson big. I did order all the comics. Everything. I'm hoping it's. I'm hoping it's not cheese. Okay. 
I, I'm hoping it's not. Well, actually, I'm hoping it maybe is closer to cheese than it is to the current schemey, okay. creepy Colson that they're running yeah. around now. So those were my runners up. Oh, that man. I, I mean, you just named a bunch of characters who I, I could have seen being on your list. So who is your number one? Well, are you going to guess? Are you going to guess? I mean, your list has been so all over the place. It's kind of tough to know who. Man, I don't know if I could even guess. I mean, I would have guessed maybe Deadpool or Colson. I don't think I would have thought of Wolverine, although I should have. I don't even know where to start. Well, okay, so I'm going to give a hint to anyone who actually made it to the end of these two crazy episodes <laughs> who may or may not have been a, a listener of a show that I used to be on called Welcome to Level 7. Okay. Hey, girl. Okay, uh, Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Okay, got it. So was it based on the show or was it based on the, the comics or both? You know, Mockingbird is a really interesting and deep character. Um, and I think one that's underappreciated. Mm -hmm. I mean, she starts in a Spider-Man comic with Marvel is it Marvel team up as really Bobby Moore. I've got it around here in the old boxes. OK, she's really kind of a scientist. You know, she's a scientist type. Um, she's not really a superhero type in the, that first appearance, but it a establishes as she grows as a character that she is someone who is incredibly smart. Um, she's not to be trifled with as far as her understanding of things like science, um, her understanding of the world. She has a lot of common sense. She has a lot of reality just as a person to begin with. Then you throw in the fact that at a hero level, she's a kick butt James Bond shield like mm -hmm. agent throw in the fact that I've got a, a an extra helping of I loved West Coast Avengers when I was in my formative years yep. and she was married to Hawkeye at the time and was a real real key player mm -hmm. um, she died can I just pause you right there I just want to pause right there that's exactly when I first started reading comics as a kid I, I picked up West Coast Avengers there's a whole story behind why I was reading that that book and I started reading maybe within a year of her death. And so I, when I think of her, that's what I think of, the death of Mockingbird. She comes back, and she's still hitting it in full stride, in my mind. Um, for me, uh, Secret Avengers is a, a thing that keeps coming up again and again and again. I love that a Secret Avengers run. During that run, we have, um, we find a developing relationship between her and her ex-husband. Uh, one of my favorite pieces and runs in that is there's like a scene where he gets Hawkeye gets a, a knock from three different women. Knock, knock, knock. The girlfriend, which was, at the time was Jessica Drew. Knock, knock, knock. The ex-wife, which was Bobby. Knock, knock, knock. The work wife, which was Natasha. Um, but again, we have these relationships. These are three strong female model types who, by the way, aren't arguing with themselves about their thoughts about a man. They're all supportive of each other. Um, they're all very intelligent, very capable. And I think we'd all argue maybe even more capable than the primary man in their life in Hawkeye. Um, and then something that is completely and utterly underappreciated is the Chelsea Kane mockingbird run um, that the way she tells a story, it is incredibly smart. Um, there's a lot to say in there. I, there's a lot of different ways to read the comic as she, she wrote it. I mean, she intentionally, I think 
one of the gags she does in there is like you could take issue six and read it backwards to issue one mm-hmm. in the sense you could read six five four three two one in order to get a new view of the story and kind of put it together um but again her own so uh solo title just proves that she could totally carry a super strong and interesting story that was more than just superhero hijinks Mm -hmm. and as you know she broke up with peter parker and when they were dating he had to sleep on the couch (laughs) i forgot they did during slots run because she doesn't need to be defined by no man wow all right this this is a great one I, i i really like your list daniel outside the box that's daniel my number one pick is inside the box for me <laughs> there's a character who i'm fully devoted to no matter how much other people say they hate the storyline he originated from i'm just gonna cut to the chase and let's talk about it my favorite you character. wouldn't even spend extra money to get the hoodie i kept telling you just go to ebay and get the hoodie and spend an extra ten dollars more oh, than you should i do have a i have a hoodie like this now that i got for gifts i can tell you about that after i t- announce my Winner for number one Marvel character is the clone of Peter Parker named Ben Riley, better known as the Scarlet Spider. I mean, no surprise there. I've done episodes on the comic book time machine about uh, the Scarlet Spider. I just like you're talking about the Avengers West Coast run. I started reading comics. I mean, just around that same time, I picked up Spider-Man and it must have been just a few months before the clone popped up on the on the page. And so I was all in on that clone saga that everyone hates. Love the costume. I just, there's something about the Scarlet Spire costume that I just love. Uh, yeah. So like you said, I did as a gift I got for Christmas, maybe a year or so ago. Uh, if my sister got me a, a Scarlet Spider like hoodie. So that's great. Um, there's other clones, of course, but he's the best clone. <laughs> so you'd mentioned Kane. Best clone you'd mentioned Kane. Uh, Kane would be a runner up. But I don't like him that much, not compared to Ben, because Ben's always been good, except for like we were saying on the DC episode, uh, Mark Shaw, you love from DC, but they've been writing him weird lately. Scarlet Spider, I think he's now redeemed, but oh, and he's a you know he's he's appearing over in Iron Man. He's in the Iron Man book right now. Uh, ben Riley, Scarlet Spider is, but uh, up until Spider Geddon or Sp- I don't even know what it was. it was. Some I can't remember, I can't remember. Oh, I lost you there. Right there. Okay. Uh, I would tell a recent storyline that I slipped in my mind what the name of it was. He was pretty bad for recent years, and, and now he's better. Viva Las Vegas. That'll do it to you in your soul. <laughs> so I'll give you some runners up. I like uh, Owatu the Watcher. I talked about Gwenpool earlier. I've, I've been liking this character who knows she's in a comic and she can move between the panels, and it's very meta, which I appreciate. I like the Hulk villain called the Maestro, who is basically just a future Hulk. There's a if you haven't read it yet, Daniel. There's a current, there's the two volumes of a Maestro story that have been coming out there, pretty good. Uh, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman. She was almost on the list. It was between her and and Reed for the number ten spot, and I decided to give a nod to the full Fantastic Four and with Reed as representative. But uh, yeah, Jessica Drew is not the first Spider Man I read because of the West Coast or Avengers West Coast. I had. Uh, forgot what her name is, but the other Spider-Woman was on that team. Uh, but Jessica Drew is the best. And then for X-Men, I think a lot of people don't like Cyclops, but he's always been my favorite X-Men. There you go. There yeah. you go. Again, he's no forget-me-not because you remembered him. I did remember him. You're right. Well, we did it. Our top 10 for today. 
who knows? Maybe in a couple of years we can come back and see how things have changed. I, my guarantee is they will. Yeah, exactly. Because I will have read more comics. Exactly. All right. Well, send us away, and we'll we'll go home. But for now, thanks everybody for joining us. Be safe, kids. Make good choices. Man, why didn't I choose the ultimate Spider-Man Deadpool from the cartoon? Oh, okay. I've already changed my list. Make good choices, kids. Be safe, kids. Make good choices. Bye, everybody.